Have you ever seen people who appear to have it all together, especially in church, and wondered about the real story beneath the facade? Or how about this? What's your story? And what would happen if people knew the real you, the glorious, the wonderful, the messy, the shameful? Listen in as we tackle hard questions of faith and following Jesus. Welcome to She Seems So Normal, Stories Not Shared on Sundays with your host. That's me, Lee McKenzie. This episode is called, Hey, Change How You Pray. Sometimes you just gotta speak things into existence and change the words you use about yourself and others. This seems like something God will keep teaching me again and again until I'll get it. In the fall of 2019, he taught me to change how I pray. See, I used to pray things like, thank you God for loving me even though I am a wretched, horrible woman. I don't understand your mercy and grace for such a sinner like me. Why do you even bother with me, Lord? Thank you, thank you for loving me. While this is a true statement, and in a sense, I believe it, Do you see what I now see? It's a self-centered and self-defeating way to pray, if it is my norm. Stabbing myself in the heart each time I pray also puts the emphasis on me instead of just praising God. What I've noticed is that this prayer utters a half-truth. I'm covered in the blood of his son, so God doesn't hate me and love me at the same time. While he despises and hates the sin, he loves the sinner. This was the pre-programmed banter that started my every prayer throughout the entire day. It's hate-filled for one who is beloved of the King, and I personally would never ever speak this way before the Lord about anyone else. It's a flat-out self-destructive mindset. Thank you God for loving me even though I'm a wretched horrible woman. Good heavens, what was I thinking? Have you ever needed to reprogram your words and use different phrases and descriptors? Yeah, me too. It's usually when we are alerted and become more sensitive to how others' feelings need to be affirmed instead of dismissed. Because when we know better, we do better, right? I realize the words of this first prayer not only beat me up emotionally and spiritually, but they also dishonored the work the Father had done in me at this point. While I'm still a sinner until I go home to heaven, I've also got to recognize and honor what God loves, which is His image and His redemption in me. I think of the verses where we are told to encourage one another in Scripture. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.11. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Hebrews 3.13 Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice! Strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, and live in peace. 2 Corinthians 13.11 While I was perhaps good encouragement to those around me, I had rarely encouraged myself in a true godly way. Instead, what I did was spiritually poke myself with a stick. I mean, Jesus saw the thief being crucified on the cross next to him, loved him, and didn't despise him, and promised that man eternity. Doesn't he love me like that too? There's this idea of loved and despised, so while we're at it, let's think about this. I'm my own sister in Christ. Would I ever pray like this for someone else? (laughs) Never. You wouldn't either. Well, here's what Isaiah 43 verses 1 and 4 say. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. 
since you are precious and honored in my sight and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. I know he was talking about Israel, but I believe he's speaking to me here too. And the Lord is with me as he draws me into these deep waters and through the rivers I am crossing, especially when I think I'm going to drown in them. I'm crying as I write this, feeling his overwhelming love for me. My God has never left me or abandoned me, and he loves me so much. And even more than that, he created me to be not just likable, but lovable to others. Does this seem obvious? It was a revelation to me. I had no idea until that day when God whispered his message of my lovability in my ear. Like a giant serpent winding around its prey, this enormous lie had gripped me from the beginning of my walk with Jesus and kept its stranglehold upon me. And what was that lie? It was this, that in the Father's eyes, I believed I was simultaneously loved and despised. And what I realized what I realize now was part of the predatory sexual emotional abuse cycle. For the abuse to be both the object of love and derision is not actually love at all. It's wrong and sinful and sick, and it does not reflect God's perfect love. Gosh, how sick is that? I'm not sure if anyone ever made this connection for me out loud before right now. Self-hatred is real. How many of us come before the Father with this view of ourselves? We receive the love and affection of God while also condemning ourselves as unworthy, maybe feeling like imposters, as the serpent urges us on to believe we are despised and objects of wrath. We, as the beloved children of Yahweh, stay in those cages afraid and arrested in our spiritual lives and growth. Once God begins unraveling a lie, though, I find myself catching a breath of the truth, and that truth is setting me free. Ah, when and how does the cycle end? Well, it ends with the truth of Scripture. In the words of Forrest Gump, I know what love is. My husband and other true friends role model agape, godly love. I recognize it because I see sacrificial Christ-likeness in their interactions with me. It's that 1 Corinthians 13 kind of love. It's patient, kind, humble, and honoring. It doesn't delight in evil, but it rejoices in the truth. It's not selfish, it's honest, it's not easily angered, and it sure doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Real agape love protects, trusts, hopes, and perseveres in Christ Jesus, even when I don't deserve it or recognize it. And agape love isn't for show or earthly reward. It is given simply because this is how God loves us and calls us to love one another.